everyone welcome back how have you guys been i'm so glad you're here i'm so glad you're joining me today we are in our third season of hope for today we're doing our first episode of our third season of hope for today i'm glad you're here you know what grab your cup of coffee i have my new coffee mug here it says grateful for the season grab your coffee grab a cup of tea get some orange juice glass of water put your feet up. We're going to have a little chit chat today. And I hope you just feel inspired when we're done and excited when we're done to know that there's something better out there for you. So my name is Lynn Wilson, and I'm glad you're here. I would love to hear from you. So at the end of this, feel free to email me. My email will be in the description below. Feel free to contact me through the comments below. I'd love to connect with you. So Today we're going to be talking about being refreshed during a season of change. Now I'm sure all of you have it together and none of you fret over change in your life and going through a new season or anything like that. So you could probably teach this better than I could. But I know for myself change is difficult, sometimes worse than others. Sometimes I'm, I'm okay, you know, I can, I can do this. I can, I can hear myself saying, you can do this, Lynn. You're going to be okay. You know, grab that cup of coffee and you're just going to be okay. And other times I'm like, whoa, just got hit by a freight train. So today we're going to talk about, again, being refreshed in a season of change. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 1, verses 35 through 38. And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will oversee you. Therefore, the child to be uh, will be born, and you will be called holy. And he will be called holy. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And you're saying, wait a minute, season of change, we're in a new season, it's the fall season, and you're talking Christmas? What's going on here? Well, this was a definite season of change in somebody's life. I find myself right now where I am in life, and you know, all of us, the whole world has been through a season of change over the past 18 months. But even for myself, I've, I've lost some loved ones in my family, so that's a season of change. Um, you know, co-workers change at maybe on your job, that's a season of change. Uh, the activities at my church, things have changed up there a little bit. Not necessarily for the bad, you know, sometimes you just need change. But even that, when everything around you is unsettled, how do you feel? I feel very... Uh, empty at times. I feel very unsettled. I feel like, you know, I'm walking on, I feel like it's an earthquake that I'm walk, trying to walk on and the earth is moving and I, I just can't catch my breath. What are some of the things that you do to find some refreshment? I, I wrote down a few things. Sometimes just taking a nap. Sometimes we're just sleep deprived. You know, we go, 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 go. You know, we're in that world and society of you got to go, you got to keep busy, you got to do. Nothing wrong with busy just it has to be managed well but sometimes just taking a nap 20 minute nap you know cat nap maybe you need a good hour two hour nap you can feel refreshed sometimes you just need to wash your face you know you feel hot and sweaty you wash your face you feel better maybe you had a good cry you know um change can bring tears maybe you just need to wash your face and feel refreshed 
Um, sometimes you just have to sit for a while and kind of catch your breath and oh, grab the coffee. I find myself last night, I did this. I grabbed my coffee. I sat on my back porch. I drank my coffee. The sun was going down and it was just that crispness in the air. Fall is coming. I could hear the crickets, that quiet, that gentle breeze on my face and I was able to catch my breath. Sometimes you go for a walk that just helps clear the cobwebs in your head and you feel refreshed. Other times we read the Bible to feel refreshed and don't feel that you need to be so spiritual and raise your hand. Oh, that's the first thing that I do. It's probably not. In most cases, most of us, if we're honest, the Bible is not normally the first thing we do. We tend to panic or call somebody or yell out or feel discouraged or feel overwhelmed. I think that's a human thing. That's the first thing that we normally feel. Hopefully, as we grow in the Lord, we then tend to go back to, let me grab the Word, or if it's not grabbing the Bible and reading the Word, it's getting into um, a good prayer routine with the Lord where you just commit things to the Lord. In Psalm 23, 3, it says, He restores my soul. In Jeremiah 31, 25, For I will satisfy the weary soul. If you're like me, I'm a planner. I like to plan. I don't have to have, I know some people are extremely detailed. I don't need that, but I need I need a bearing. Okay, for the next week, pretty much what's our plan? I'm working these days. We have church those days. Kids have activities on these days. Husband needs this. I need that. Family's coming in from out of town. We have a dinner engagement, whatever. I need at least a bearing. That Friday night, we're going out to dinner with so-and-so. Okay. The restaurant might change, the time might change, but at least I know I'm doing dinner on Friday night. I like those types of plans. I stick to a planner, I have a calendar, write everything down, make my to-do list. I just note everything. I just find it helps me stay organized. I, I work full-time, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm in ministry at my church, I do speaking, I've got lots of outside activities outside of work here at Keswick. I need to have a planner. I need to, you know, make sure I've got all my ducks in a row. We plan what time we're going to get up, most of us, what time we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what our schedule is going to be. We tend to plan a lot. But life has a way of changing very quickly at the drop of a hat. You can plan all you want and then, whoo, what just happened? You get a phone call. Woo, somebody walked in the office. You went to church and you found out what was just announced? Hmm. I think at different ages, um, we probably have planned in our heads certain things would have taken place. And I think maybe when you get to that age or close to that age, you start stressing. You know, uh, people joke about, I'm turning 30. Oh no, I'm turning 40. I'm turning 50, those milestones. I'm turning 60. You anticipated a certain thing at that age and it's not happening. It didn't happen. Maybe it won't happen. And you start stressing over that. And you know, I planned for this. Maybe you planned that you would have been married by now. Maybe you would have planned that you would be buying your second home, you know, that big home. Maybe you planned at the age that you're at, you wouldn't be alone, whether you've never been married or you've been widowed or widowed, um, you know, too early, uh, you know, too early. Everybody feels, um, of course, that that would be too early to be a widow. But, you know, maybe at a, a younger age, you didn't plan on this. Um, 
I just didn't plan at this age that this would happen. And you would fill in the blank there. I want to look at this verse that we read earlier about a young woman. And she made plans. She was engaged. And she was engaged to be married. I'm assuming she loved her fiancé. You know, like what we would have done. We got the ring on the finger. We're in love. I could see her writing, Mary loves Joseph. Joseph loves Mary. You know, getting out a little... You may be a twig and writing that in the sand or the dirt. She planned to marry Joseph. She was probably planning in her head, where are we going to live? What house are we going to live in? How am I going to set up my house? How am I going to take care of Joseph? She probably planned in her head, I want this many children. And, and all these things that, you know, as a woman, and uh, that you would plan. And... and um, I'm sure she, you know, she was human. She was no different than any one of us, that she had all these plans. But just like that, the angel appeared to her. And the angel said, you're pregnant. What? I'm not married. I haven't been with my husband. We haven't had a relationship yet. I'm, I, I, I can't be pregnant. I've never been with him. You're not only pregnant, you're pregnant with the Son of God. The Savior who's going to save the world. I can't even imagine. Just back, now we're talking Bible times. Now it would be different if a girl fell pregnant. Nobody would think anything of it, married or not. You know, things have changed. But back then, you're talking very strict religion and culture that uh, this just doesn't take place. And now she's got to figure out, how do I tell Joseph he knows we haven't been together. What, oh, you know, what would her, what do you think her reaction would have been? I know mine probably would have been clear, a clear disbelief and confusion and anger and panic and this can't be. What am I going to do? All this type of thing. I mean, as a human being, you can only imagine. But you know what? Her relationship with the Lord was one special relationship if it wasn't the lord would never have the god would never have chosen her to be the mother of jesus so her relationship was unique and special with her lord that he knew he could send an angel and say i have a message for you i want to tell you something and she didn't panic she didn't you know you can't text or call back then but you know she didn't send out a message of panic and confusion and despair and frustration or anything like that out of nowhere an angel appears and out of nowhere just like that as if the phone rang her life changed in an instant in verse 38 in luke 1 here's what mary said behold i am the handmaid of the Lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her that's when you know Mary's relationship had to be so tight that the Lord gave her an instruction something that changed and rocked her world completely she is now pregnant she's going to be a mother before she's married she's never been pregnant before she's never been married before all these new things she will have to experience very quickly little did she know what lied ahead of her 
What would you do in a case like that? The phone rings, the doorbell rings, the letter comes in the mail, whatever the case might be. And it's a season of change that happened very quickly. Well, let's go back to Psalm 23.3 where it says, He restores my soul. Maybe you need a time of refreshment. Maybe you've been through so much change. I get it. You want to give up. You're just tired. You're weary. And it's like, I can't do this anymore. You know what? I totally get it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, it's a piece of cake. I was just talking to someone last night and I said, you know, one of the biggest frustrations for me as a Christian is when you are human and you're you're being real and I'm being real with you now and you say, I'm feeling empty. I feel lonely. I feel, you know, change. Too many changes have been happening and I don't know how to sort it out. And your, your most favorite Christian comes along and says, gee, well, are you relying on the Lord? Have you asked the Lord for guidance? Rise above the surface. You know, as a Christian, you know all that. But sometimes you just need a tender, you know, let me pray with you, or a tender touch of, how can I help you? What can I do for you? That practicality of just being there for somebody. I think when that happens, then your heart is a little bit more tender. Oh, I could catch my breath. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Somebody offers you, come on over for a cup of coffee. I want to sit and chat. Let's pray about this together. That tenderness can go a long way. So if you're not the one going through a season of change, but you know someone who is, make sure you're tender with them. Offer them a cup of coffee. Offer to pray with them and to be with them. Psalm 23, 3, claim that. He restores my soul. He, the Lord Jesus Christ, will restore our soul. In Jeremiah 31, 25, the first part of the verse, these are, both verses were just the beginnings of the verse. For I will satisfy the weary soul. Are you feeling weary today? Are you feeling unsatisfied? I get it. I get it. I've been there. So claim Psalm 23, 3 and Jeremiah 31, 25. Lord, I need to be refreshed. I need to be restored. I need to be satisfied. My soul is weary. You know, we need to allow space in our schedule and our to-do list for the things the Lord has planned for us. I tend to be those, you know, very, you know, at 9 o'clock is this and 10 o'clock is that and so on. But I have learned the more I grow in the Lord and as I just grow as a person. You know, the older you get, the wiser you get. And you realize I can sit down and make my plans, but I always need to be also committing my plans to the Lord. Lord, tomorrow this is my plans for the day. How many of us do that the night before, you know? How many of us will sit down the night before and say, Lord... Here's my 10 things I have planned for tomorrow. I don't know what you have planned for me, but Lord, just allow me to wake up in the morning where your mercies are new every day and be able to take on the day with a restored sense of refreshment in my life and know that I'm going to go with these plans that I've written down. But if you said send something my way, help me to be alert. And, and have my eyes open and my ears open to know that that plan was a divine appointment from you. So we need to allow that in our, in our lists and our plans that we make. We also want to be able to make sure that in our to-do list and our planning, we plan for times of refreshment. Times to grab that cup of coffee for yourself or share a cup of coffee with someone else. 
Make sure you have time of refreshment to pray and to read your Bible and to just sit and be still and to listen to what the Lord is telling you. The closer I become to the Lord, the more I hear him say, Lynn, it's time to go sit down. Just like last night. It was one of those moments I could just sense the Lord's presence. Go out and sit down and just breathe that fresh air I just created for you. That fresh, crisp air. If for no one else, the Lord created that for me last night. I breathed that in. I had a moment of quiet. I could think. It cleared my head. I always said it clears the cobwebs. I don't know that I was praying so much. I wasn't reading the word, but I was being still and I was letting him be God. And the Lord was speaking to me in my own thoughts. And I was refreshed and I went back in. I felt renewed. I could do it again. I trust today that in the season of change that you're in, you will find a place and a time of refreshment. I hope that you would extend that to someone else and help them be refreshed as well. Claim those verses and look at this young woman that at a blink of an eye, the angel told her your life will change forever. And she was willing to take on what the Lord told her to do. Before you go, I just want to say, do you feel like giving up? Well, I have a free booklet that I'd love to send to you. It's called When You Feel Like Giving Up by Ray Pritchard. It's just a little tiny booklet. I think it's 12 pages long. It's free. I'd love to send it to you. Send me an email. Contact us here in America's Keswick at 1-800-453-7942. We would love to send this to you today. Have a great day. Thanks for coming over.